Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and as ever I'm joined again by Greg Browning. How's things Greg? Hello, good thank you. You alright? I'm good thanks. How's your week been so far? Um, I could probably cry tonight. <laughs> West Brom have done me for a fortune tonight. No second half goal at West Brom so very, very upset. <laughs> you were 2-0 up at half time as well eh? Yeah, two up at half time, and I think Preston got a man sent off early in the second half, which pretty much just called the game. So, not been a great night tonight. Um, yesterday was okay, obviously, getting the Scottish Reserve games on. I think we spoke yeah. about that yesterday. Celtic had a really strong team out Did. against Hibs, and Aberdeen also had a really strong team out against Motherwell. So, um, a decent enough day yesterday. Yeah, it's a good spot. Always, always a decent bet for a Monday, is keeping an eye on those Scottish Reserve League games, isn't it? Yeah, obviously team news is crucial, so yeah. unfortunately it's not a bet or a tip I can post on a Sunday night or early Monday morning, unless someone tells me about team news. So you have to keep an eye open, and we'll be checking Twitter probably about an hour before kickoff. Yeah, and it's also, I suppose, worth asking if any of our listeners out there have got any team info, then just, you know, obviously feel free to share it. Um, if it's good info, it can obviously help get a head start on the bookies who, who maybe don't know any team news that's coming up. Yeah, definitely. Team news is crucial. Anyone that knows anyone at all involved in the Celtic <laughs> in Scotland, please send me a, t- a tweet. <laughs> yeah, it makes a massive difference. Um, so that followed up. Um, what was a fairly disappointing weekend, I suppose, from a betting point of view in regards to the podcast? Yeah, it was. Obviously, Hibbs missed the first half penalty. Um, and if that goes in, fairly confident both those bets would have landed. And even at 1-0, it was 1-0 after 55 minutes. Yeah, It's going to set us up really nicely for a, a second Hibs goal. But fair play to Livingston. They've gone to Easter Road and got a good result. Um, despite going 1-0 down, so they brought it back to 1-0. And obviously Aberdeen, a similar situation to the to the um, Hibs bet. You do need a bit of, a lot, bit of luck in betting. Unfortunately, Aberdeen 1-0 up, pretty comfortable, and they get a man sent off in the first half. Um, Ross County scored a goal right before half time and they then scored a late goal um, in the, I think it was the 87th minute um, so yeah not a great weekend and just to compound things further I think Falkirk sorry for, um, Wraith scored in the 90th minute to yep. go 2-0 up I thought oh, well, at least that's one bet out of three and they got disallowed <laughs> yeah how many times does that happen though it feels like it's happening all the time now Goals are flashing up on either bet three six five or flash score, and then you know within a minute or two they're taking back off you again. Yeah, I'll I'll post bad bets again, but these for me these these bets for Saturday weren't bad bets, even though they lost, they weren't bad tips. They're just a bit lucky, I think. Yeah, as you said to me when we spoke over the weekend, you would still back them again, you know, in the same circumstances. But again, you just you still need a wee bit of luck behind you at times, don't you? Yeah, looks a big part of that, and it's not what you can do when you've got boys missing penalties, yeah. and you've got teams getting men off in the first half. So yeah. just move on to this weekend. Indeed, but you were a wee bit luckier on the who knows wins competition last week, and uh, congratulations, you won the competition. Yes, yeah, so I did say last week I was going to spend a little bit more time, and I was due to have a good week. So I was pleased to win <laughs> to come first. About, that, that was good. Time. Yeah, nine correct <laughs> predictions out of 15 wasn't bad going at all. So well done. A wee bit of extra cash in your pocket. Uh, 
and obviously we've set up a competition for this week again as we do every week so if you're listening out there why don't you come along and have a go at knocking Greg off his perch this week <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll post a link to this week's competition on our Twitter feed at Gambler Tips so make sure you catch that if you've not already downloaded the Who Knows Wins app then you can get it on the App Store or the Google Play Store um, and then once you've got it you can set up your own leagues of course and play against your friends so this week's competition as usual will be a £5 buy-in and it'll be 15 games to choose from so give a wee go a wee bit of fun for the weekend and you can prove that you're a, a better predictor or tipster than Greg um, and see if you can win this week's prize so let's crack on with this week's tips and we spoke pre-podcast about this one we both had this on our shortlist for bet of the week and it's at Hamden on Saturday where Queen's Park host Annan it is indeed so this for me is probably my strongest bet of 2020 so far um, so Queen's Park at home to Annan now if you follow League 2 in Scotland obviously it's a kind of two horse race between Cove and Edinburgh City uh, I think we all know that Cove will probably go ahead and win that division anyway but Queen's Park have kind of come from nowhere, especially over the last couple of months. So Ray McKinnon took charge of Queen's Park, I think, at the start of January. Now, Ray McKinnon was obviously previously at um, Falkirk, Morton before then, and at Dungeon United. So got a decent pedigree. Um, obviously, things didn't quite work out for him at Falkirk. But I think for Queen's Park to get him coming in is a really big scoop for them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think just to kind of give a wee bit of context to people who maybe aren't familiar with the Queen's Park story, throughout their history, they've always been an amateur side. They made a decision um, towards the end of last year that they were going to turn professional. And we're now starting to see, you know, the effect that that's having in the club. They've brought in Ray McKinnon. I think they signed about six or seven players in January. Um, they immediately offered the full first team uh, professional contracts on a part-time basis. <clears throat> so it's been a massive kind of turnaround in a very short period for the club. And yeah, for, all, yeah. for all we happen mid-season as well, and you know, just about to touch on the forum that they've hit, but I actually wonder, had this happened in the summer, just how well Queen's Park would be doing in the league in comparison to Cove Rangers, for example. Yeah, absolutely. So they're absolutely flying at the moment. Um, so I think since Ray McKinnon came in, they've played seven matches, won five, drawn one, and the only defeat was last week, and that was away to Cove. They yeah. lost 2-0, which, to be fair, there's no shame in that. No, no. Uh, Cove are kind of head and shoulders above everyone in that league, so doing really well. At home, I think they've picked up 10 points from 12, three wins in the one draw. Yeah, and I would also say what's noticeable is that since the turn of the year, so at the beginning of the year, they were actually seventh in the table, and there were six teams above them. So far, they've played five of those teams and beaten all of them except Cove. So, you know, it's not as if they're just picking up points against teams below them. They're actually going toe-to-toe with Cowdenbeath and Edinburgh, um, who, yeah, you know, definitely. Tra- yep. who, have, who have kept pace to a certain extent with Cove Rangers, and they've beaten them. Um, so... You know, when you delve a wee bit deeper into the results, it's not just wins, it's really good wins that they've been getting. And as you say, no shame in losing to Cove last week. I think they'll finish third this season quite comfortably. There's obviously far too much of a gap for them now to even think about catching up with Edinburgh City and Cove, but I think they'll finish third comfortably. And that will set them in good stead for the for the playoffs. Yeah. And also next season, I mean, they'll be looking, I would imagine, towards next season already. And dare I say, they'll, they'll probably be quite glad to see Cove out of the league. Yeah. Which should, should give them a better chance of going up next season. I think at the moment it's looking like um, Stranraer will come down. 
but said that said, Stranraer obviously made some really good money from their cup re- their cup game against Rangers, so yeah, um, yeah. It should be a good league season as well. So I think obviously I've heard quite a lot about Queens Park spending a bit of money in the January transfer window. So I did a bit of digging tonight just to fully understand who they brought in. Yeah. So I was actually really surprised. One, by the volume of players they brought in, but secondly, by the, the quality and the calibre of players as well. So looking through who they brought in, I've counted one, two, three, four, five, seven players that have come in, yeah. all from a higher level. So starting at the back, they brought Cammy Bell in. Now, obviously, he's played for multiple <laughs> um, premiership teams. He's not actually played yet. Um, he's not played a game yet, but even just having him at the club um, is a really good coup as well. Scott, Scotland international, Cammy Bell. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So to have him playing, he's still relatively young as well. He's only yeah, in his early thirties. Thirty-three, yeah. So he could still be playing, doing a job, easily in the championship. So getting him's a really good deal for McKinnon. But looking through the players they've got though, they've got Peter Grant, who has yep. been signed from Morton. Now he was previously at Falkirk and a few other clubs and I think he famously scored Falkirk's cup final goal against Inverness in the Scottish Cup in 2015 Yeah, they've got a couple of young lads on loan from Dungeon United in Jake Davidson and Josh Doig from Hibs but I guess the three key ones for me is Stuart Morrison from Dunfermline Ross McLean from Falkirk and the main one's Craig Slater now yeah. Craig Slater has played hundreds of games for Thistle, Dungeon United, Kilmarnock. He was down at Colchester. He's left Thistle in January to come to play for Queen's Park. So looking through the games I've played so far this season since um sorry, since January, since he's taken over, the players I've just mentioned there, they've all featured. And it's no coincidence that since that's happened, Queen's Park results have massively improved. Yeah, and I think in that division sometimes it doesn't take a huge amount. You know, to climb up the league, um, and as I said earlier, I just wonder how well Queens Park would have done had they managed to make the decisions that they made, kind of pre-season rather than mid-season, because certainly the, the forum that they've showed so far would put them, you know, right up there along with Cove and certainly with Edinburgh City. Quite right. I think well, sixteen points of eighteen before they played Cove, so they're playing Allen. Now, I would just ignore Allen's victory last weekend. Um, be- prior to that, they've lost eight of the last nine, six defeats on the spin. They lost eighteen goals, and I think they lost three or more goals in five of those games. So <laughs> overall, I think they're now eleven losses from thirteen on the road, yeah. which is absolutely dire. Now they stopped the rot last week against uh, Albion Rovers at home. Yeah. They won, I think, two 0 but I wouldn't read too much into that. My only concern with this is that one of those victories that they got was a, a 3-2 win at Queen's Park and actually they've got a really, really good record against the Spiders. You know, going back probably the last three or four seasons, they're actually unbeaten in at least the last 10 from what I can see against Queen's Park, winning nine of those. So it's one of those wins. I know we don't really go in for the whole bogey team thing, um, but that's my only concern looking at well, Queen's think, Park to be Anna yeah. in this one. I think there's only two bogey teams that exist in Scottish football. I think one's Kilmarnock, who can't beat Aberdeen, and Dunfermline <laughs> can't beat Dungeon United. <laughs> That's yeah, the two main ones. Who coincidentally play each other at the weekend. They do, they do. Uh, the, the head-to-head doesn't concern me at all. 
I think the m- momentum's with Queen's Park clearly got more quality on the pitch, yeah. especially since January. And I think prior to Saturday's victory against Albion Rovers, Arden are really, really toiling. They're on the big, massive pitch at Hamden. I think Queen's Park will know how to use that pitch. Uh, I don't think it's in great shape either, to be fair. Like a lot of pitches, um, especially my beloved St Johnson's pitch, yeah. isn't looking great. Um, we'll, we'll speak about that shortly. So, looking at the betting markets here, um, really surprised by the price of Queen's Park. They're 10 to 11 to win this match with William Hill, um, which I think is an absolutely fantastic price. Yeah. Um, that, that's going to be Saturday's nap. And they're also 3 to 4 with Unibet to score two or more. Yeah, I can't disagree with you. Before we kind of spoke pre podcast, I had Queen's Park as my main bet for the weekend as well um, at 10 to 11. So, yeah, I think that's a fairly unanimous nap for the weekend. Yeah, it looks really strong. That's probably my strongest bet of the year so far in 2020. Okay, you heard it here first. <laughs> Next up, we're going to go into League One, and we had a slight disagreement two weeks ago about Stranraer, but you're back in to uh, back them again v Peterhead. Yeah, so I backed them away to Forfar um, a few weeks ago. Um, backed them to score, not to lose. Yeah. And they did just that with a one-all draw. Now, they're at home to Peterhead, so it's pretty much last of the dice stuff for Stranraer. They're 10th and they're seven points behind um, second bottom Forfar, who I think they got a draw tonight um, in their match at Peterhead. So it's kind of last of the dice for Stranraer. But looking at their form though, okay, they got beat 4-2 last week away to East Fife, but they still scored two goals. And prior to that, they'd drawn six consecutive league games. They've scored in seven of their last eight games, only one defeat in seven, which was last week against East Fife. And East Fife are having a great season. So there's no shame, really, in losing 4-2 away at one of the better teams in the league. Now, what's really interesting here is, first of all, Falkirk and Wraith Rovers have both gone to Stranra, um over the last few weeks. And they both drew one all. So it's by no means an easy place to go. Mm-hmm. Peterhead, I must admit, you have to feel for the Peterhead fans. They have <laughs> lost 10 of their last 11 away games. They've lost 7 of their last 9 matches in all competitions, home and away. Now it's quiz time. How oh, many miles between oh, oh. Stranraer and Peterhead? <clears throat> 450. Right, you better... Did you do geography at school? No. No. <laughs> You've been in the North Sea then. It's um, 267.4 miles. It's oh, a I, was, five I, was, I was going back away as well. Oh, round trip. We uh, say round trip. trip. Yeah. All right, okay. Right, I'll, I'll <laughs> apologise then. So, 534 mile round trip. It's well, a 10 hour round then, trip. Right, okay. <laughs> so, it's, it's probably one of the longest treks in Scottish football um, for a team who have lost 10 of their last away, 11 away games. It's, it's, it's a stuff of nightmares. For Peterhead nah, fans, it's not, uh, not playing well, especially on the road, and they're making a long trek down to Dumfries uh, to play a side who, at home, have had some positive results. Right, I'm going to argue with you again on this because I know you said uh, they've lost one and two, four, six, seven. Was it? They've only lost in the one in seven. In the league, yes. Although right. there were six draws. Right. 
so <laughs> this is classic tipster material. <laughs> They've only would you try and justify your selection uh, based on your slant of the stats. So yeah, absolutely. They've they've only lost one in seven. The flip side of that is they've no one a game in seven. There's been six draws. So that's the that's yeah. the beauty of my bets here though. I, I don't know. need them to win the match. I know. And it's exactly the same. I thought you'd learn your lesson from the last time we discussed this. Stranard to score and Stranard double chance will be the bet for the selection. Listen, and I'm just as saying. I've just said, I've got probably five good reasons why. So first reason, number one, okay. Stranard are hard to beat at the moment. They're hard to beat. One loss in seven. They are playing a Peter Headside whose away form is atrocious. And they're completely out of form, Peter Head. Stranard's home form is well stands up. The last two home games have been against the best two sides in the league. Wraith Rovers won all and Falkirk won all. Yeah. And lastly, this is probably a must-win match for Stranard. They have to win this match. Um, and it's against a side they'll feel they can beat. Okay, so what's your bet for this one? So my bet is the same as last time. I'm taking Stranard to score. And that's a feat they've managed in seven of their last nine games. And I'm taking Stranard double chance, so not to lose the game. And that pays for me, which I think is a fantastic price at 20 to 21 with bet 365. On the bet builder. On the bet builder, yeah. Okay. Again, I'm not overly keen to back teams that are bottom of the league. I understand all those points that you've put forward, um, and you make a very compelling case for Strenra not to get beat. Um, and obviously, they've got a decent score scoring record so I'm going to wish you good luck with that one and uh, keep my money in my pocket <laughs> your loss your loss <laughs> alright so this weekend's the Scottish Cup quarter finals uh, some decent looking games coming up um, I thought you might have been a wee bit interested in the Hibs at home to Inverness on Friday night yeah it looks at the Hibs game it's a bit short though um, for Hibs goals, I think. I think we discussed what seven to ten, seven to score two, which yeah. is not bad. Yeah. But I'd be looking for a bit more. Um, they should win that game probably quite comfortably. But the fact it was a Friday night game, and I probably don't want Hibs to do me two weeks in a row. I'm going to give them a week off and miss out that game. But I think the the weekend's games look great. So so there's four ties obviously. There's the Hibs v Inverness match. There's Aberdeen travelling to St Mirren. I think that's on Saturday. That Aberdeen St Mirren one will be quite interesting. Obviously, St Mirren have won tonight at yeah. Park, and that defeat at the weekend with Ross County uh, for Aberdeen just piles the pressure back on Derek McInnes. It just seems to be one step forward, two steps <laughs> back does, for them at the moment. So that will be really interesting. Yeah, and it's not a match I would even want to call. Mm-hmm. I think St Mirren playing well at the moment, scoring goals. Big John Beak up fronts a goal scoring machine at the moment. Yeah. Um, would not fancy that game. It should be a cracking game to be fair. I think it's a, yeah. it's a sellout. Um, be a really interesting match, but probably from a betting perspective, one to stay away from. Yeah. You've then got Hearts v Rangers at Tynecastle at five thirty on Saturday night. So another must win match for Gerard. Could, could really be a disaster this week for Rangers. Obviously they um, came to Perth on Sunday and drew two all. Yeah. Which I thought was a really good result for them coming to Perth and getting such a good result. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he really needs to win a trophy. We, we all speak about this. Um, Scottish Cup's probably his best chance of a trophy. Yeah. And they go to Tynecastle, a place they went to, what, three weeks ago and got beat 2 1. Yeah, and it's going to be off the back of potentially a tough trip to Portugal as well. Um, 
I think they did tremendously well to, to come out of the game on Thursday with a 3-2 win against Braga. Um, and if the Braga of the first hour of that game turn up, then it could be a long night for Rangers. But you never know. Yeah, the, I think the game's kind of finally in the balance, isn't it? I think yeah. Braga scoring two goals, though, kind of puts them firmly in the, in the driving seat, despite, obviously, the 3-2 win at home for Rangers. So it'll be really interesting to see how that, how that match pans out. Yeah, so in terms of a bet for Hearts uh, Rangers, anything, any thoughts on that one? I had a quick look to see if there's any card markets up yet. So I think this is a great game for a bet builder. I think two goals, eight corners, and there'll be at least three cards in that match. So keep an eye out, out for that uh, beforehand. Yeah. I'm just trying to work out if there's any Hearts players that's worth the booking. Um, Naismith usually is, but he tends to keep his bookings for Celtic games. True. So he's playing against his old, his old club, so I don't think anyone stands out. Um, yeah. for Hearts at the moment so probably just best doing a bet builder two goals eight corners and three cards okay. that'll pay a bit even money probably okay and then on Sunday and even. finally the um, bet of the weekend sorry the bet of the weekend the match of the weekend is um, St Johnston v Celtic so Celtic have won 33 consecutive domestic cup games it's disgusting it needs to stop <laughs> it needs to stop and we need to be the club and the team to do that is so you can happen? back us at 8-1 to one. Um, I don't think it will But what I will say is um, After us drawing with Rangers on, Saturday, on Sunday We'd actually know a good form Two defeats at 15 I oh, think we'll give you a, I think we'll give a game yeah. yeah, a lot better than what we have been So I really think we can give Celtic a game on Sunday A, a key part of that is One, we're playing a lot better And secondly, the pitch is going to be terrible it's going to be like a ploughed field. Yeah. And that's definitely a bit of a leveller. It is. And again, Celtic, they play Thursday at home against Copenhagen. So St. Johnson will have had a full week off uh, where Celtic won't. So, yeah, maybe yeah, not so as straightforward that as, as it looks. one all straight takes extra time and penalties. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and finishes like 2019 in penalties as well, just to em- <laughs> yeah. emo- emotionally drain Celtic as much as physically drain them. Uh, yeah, so that'd be interesting. Are you having a bet on that game? Um, I'll probably look to get towards cards, I think. I think I did my nap on Sunday against Rangers with St. Johnson to hit four corners or more. Mm-hmm. It was a massive 11 to 10 just to hit four corners. And I think yeah. we hit six overall. So probably look towards the card market and I might look to see what price we have to score. Because okay. I do think going forward now we've got Calm, Henry and Stevie May yeah. both yeah. scoring goals. So I yeah. think we can cause problems. I really, I really do. Okay. Okie doke. Uh, there's a few other games in Scotland that you wanted to touch on before we move down south. Yeah, so on Saturday, Dungeon United, who've obviously got the um, championship wrapped up now, they travel to Dunfermline. Uh, a side who have beaten them just once in 24 games, which is a horrendous record. It's kind of difficult though, because obviously I think United are 21 points ahead now. Inverness have got two games in hand. The, the league's pretty much over. Yeah, they're it's really just seen, yeah, do, do they have the, the, the drive and the, the attitude to want to win every game? So they, they, they probably will win this match, but I think they're that far ahead now. They might just start taking the foot off the gas. Yeah, that's the worry, isn't it? I mean, and they're going to be really short prices from here on in, I would have thought. Um, but yeah, the concern is is that you're now in on territory where they, they can actually afford to drop the odd point here and there without doing too much damage to their uh, race to win the title. Yeah, and they've been far convincing recently anyway, have they? I think they got beat from um, they got beat from our broth at home. They just beat Inverness 2-1 there on Friday night, so yeah. they're not... 
five Dro- cylinders. So draws with Salawa, draws with Morton. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think probably United are off the list from here until the end of the season. To be honest, I would say so. Okay. League One. So the top two, Falkirk travelled to Clyde. Now Falkirk, I think, are unbeaten now in twelve. It's something like that. And they play Clyde, who are kind of struggling at the bottom of the league. Um, Seventeen to twenty for Falkirk, which actually is quite a good price. And they'll probably be quite a popular bet on Saturday. I wouldn't put anybody off back in that game, to be fair. Falkirk are doing really well at the moment, and they need to keep in the tails of, of Wraith. Yeah. Now, Wraith travelled to Dumbarton. Even money, I just don't like this game. I don't know what it is, I've just got a feeling that even money, top of the league, away to a team that's not playing well, the pitch is going to be terrible at Dumbarton. I think they've got a grass pitch there. Um for me, it's probably best left alone, but I can understand why folk would back them because they're top of the league and, and they're, they're playing well. But I'm just, I just can't, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I think there'll be a, a few people fancy that full cut race double in League One. Well, yeah, they're two good prices, aren't they? They're both near enough even money, so a pr- pretty good double. Sorry, of the two, you'd be looking at full cut rather than race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we're going to have a wee quick look down south as well, and one bet that really stands. For me, is goals at Burton v Peterborough. Um, I think we've touched on Peterborough a couple of times this season on the podcast. Four goals, um, the top scorers in the division by by quite a few goals, sixty-five goals scored in thirty-three games. They've also conceded the most goals in the top half of the division, except for one other team who just happened to be Burton, which is good for us on Saturday. Um, Peterborough scored twenty-one in their last seven games, so averaging three goals scored per game. And there's been a total of 25 goals in those seven games, which takes that total to three and a, over three and a half goals a game. Um, also, what's interesting with Peterborough is they've scored two or more in almost a third of their games, 20 out of 33 games this season, and 22 out of 33, so exactly, sorry, two-thirds, exactly two-thirds of their games have seen over two-and-a-half goals as well. Uh, top goal scorer, Ivan Tony with 23 goals, um, is joint top scorer in England, so he's banging the goals in as well. And I was really quite surprised to see this was priced over two-and-a-half goals, was 19-20 to 20 at Marathon Bet. Yeah, I couldn't believe that when you told me the price of that game. I was expecting that to probably be, what, 46 yeah, maybe even 47. Maybe yeah. even a little bit shorter. Especially when you've got two teams that are scoring that volume of goals. Yeah. But it looks like a really good bet just towards even money. Yeah, I mean, even Burton's last six games have seen a lot of goals. They've seen 23 goals in the last six games uh, scored and conceded. So that's averaging nearly four goals a game um, of late. So, yeah, it's it's either going to be... It's one of those bets. I think I did... <laughs> I think I did the same a few weeks ago with Salford. Uh, Salford were playing Crawley, I think, yeah. and I think both teams had scored in the last thousand games or something like that. And it finished no <laughs> yeah. nil, but stats-wise, it, it, it stands up and yeah. it'll probably be quite a popular selection, especially towards even money. Yeah, I mean it's nineteen to twenty with marathon bets as short as seventeen to twenty elsewhere, like it's about three six five. So it's one of those bets that we always can attend to highlight on the podcast that will no doubt get shorter um, as the game approaches. So. If you're adding it to your coupon, then try and do it early on. And the other one I just wanted to touch on in England is Walsall's visit to Stevenage. Stevenage look absolutely dead, done and dusted um, in League Two. They haven't won, I'm sorry, they've lost their last eight. 
but as we'll also find a wee bit for them, they've won two and drawn two in their last four. Stevenage have only won twice all season and they're absolutely rooted to the bottom of the table. They're nine points adrift at the bottom of the table, so they look doomed. Um, and it was, again, just from a value point of view, this is a real value bet for me. Walsall are priced at 17 to 10 to go there and win. And I just think that looks like a big price. Almost regardless who Stevenage are playing, I think if you're getting 17 to 10 on them to lose the game, then it's going to be a value bet based on their current form. Yeah, it's a massive price. I think Stevenage look dead and buried, don't they? They'll be playing National League football next season. Looks like it. OK, so that's us done... Uh, for the week, I guess, that's has finished up in England. There's a couple of European leagues that you wanted to touch on this week just before we finish as well, just to let people know about. Yeah, sure. So last Friday night saw the return of the Austrian second tier. Yep. So for those that don't follow Austrian football, the second tier is a bit of a goal haven. Um, yep. Very similar, I would say, to the second tier in Holland. Yeah. Lots of goals, lots of high-scoring matches. I think DC from the Mr Fixit site is also a really big fan of uh, this league as well. So that kicked off last Friday night. Now, usually there's about five or six games at 10 past six every Friday night. Now, last Friday night there, there were six games and all six games went over 1.5 goals. And that landed at just under under two to one. And I think also all six games saw both sides score. And that, that came in at 32 to one. So not a bad start um, to the season in the second tier in Austria. There's only four games this, this Friday night. So odds are relatively low for over 1.5 goals. So I think it's probably, there's not enough games probably to do a line on. But keep an eye out for the rest of the season. There's usually at least four or five games on on a Friday night and it's definitely worth backing for goals. Yeah, and it's not a bet that's going to come in every week. But if you're getting those kind of odds on it, then you don't need it to come in every week to make profit no, for the whole season. Yeah, I'm definitely back it every week and definitely come into the, the season, you'll definitely be in profit. Yeah. Um, and the other one is Saturday in France. Yeah, so this is kind of in my black book of trends this, this, this league. So, obviously, as you know, I tend to back League Two in France every Friday night for kind of total goals and kind of first half goals and 1.5 goals. On a, Friday, on a Saturday night, sorry, there's usually five games kicking off every Saturday at 7pm. Now, because it's France League One, the bookies tend to set the goal line really low. Yeah. Don't expect many goals in France. So what you tend to find is, with, with five games being played, you often get the total goal special with Skybet being set as low as 12 goals needed. Mm-hmm. So 12 goals, you can usually get that 5-6, to six, worst case scenario 4-5. to five. But I think 12 goals in the five games at 7 o'clock on the Saturday night is always worth doing. And I think this week, Monaco are at home. Now, Monaco are the second highest scorers in the league. Mm-hmm. And I think Montepellier are at home as well. So the games this Friday, this Saturday night look decent. And I think the Monaco at home as well, they can definitely aid the goal line. And with yeah. five games, you've always got a chance a couple of those games being high scorers. Yes. So that, at the moment, we don't know what the, the goal line is going to be set at, but it's just one for people to keep an eye no, out. No, and I'm not going to know until Friday night, probably. Keep an eye out. It'll come out late Friday night, first thing Saturday morning. Um, and, and it's always worth having a pop as well at 1.5 goals um, and all five games as well. That'll yeah. probably pay a really decent 4-1, four, 5-1. Four yeah. And of course, you can do that on most bookie sites as an accumulator rather than doing the, the Skybet special on that one. Yeah, so the total goals bet you can only do with Skybet 
on the goals total. But yeah, absolutely the um, 1.5 goals. Shop about and see what best price you can get. Okay, good stuff. Um, obviously, if people are following you on Twitter, then you will no doubt post those um, on your feed there and also on the Mr Fix's Tips site. So just in case anyone forgets about it, just make sure that you're following Greg uh, on Twitter and he'll keep you posted on, on those bets. Um, okay, so can you just give us a wee recap on your bets for the weekend then? Sure, so... Two bets from Scotland, so Queen's Park versus Annan, and I'm taking Queen's Park to win the match at 10 to 11, and that's with William Hill, and that'll be Saturday's nap. And I'm also taking Queen's Park to score two or more goals at 3 to 4, and that's with Unibet. And as I said earlier in the podcast, probably my strongest bet of 2020 so far. And secondly, Stranraer are at home to Peterhead, and I'm taking Stranraer to score, and Stranraer double chance. And that pays 20, 20 to 21 with bet 365. Okay, and I'm going to add in Burton v Peterborough over two and a half goals at 19 to 20 with Marathon bet. And a wee value bet for the weekend is also priced at 17 to 10 to win at Stevenage. Okay, so don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Gambler Tips. And of course, you can follow Greg at Browning84Greg. And you can also drop us an email with any tips or suggestions that you have for the podcast at hello at gambler.co.uk. I'll be back on Friday with a voice of value as we look ahead to live racing on ITV. If you've not already caught his podcast with John and Chris, um, it's well worth a listen. They look ahead to the championship races at Cheltenham which is now less than two weeks away, so plenty to look forward to there. So that's us for another week. Best of luck with your bets this weekend, and thanks once more to Greg for his tips. Thank you. Good luck. Cheers. Cheers.